What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Need Sports. I'm Jeff. That's Chris, the Prez. That's Mo, the VP. And that's Rob, the GOAT, uh, as, as in a cruise island. And uh, we got a star-studded show. We got the gang back together. And we're about to tell you uh, everything you need to know about the college football season and why Ohio State lost to Northwestern this weekend and uh, everything else you need to know. Maybe a little Miami talk since we got Prez on. This is Jeff D. Sports, and this is College Football Reaction Show. Gentlemen, what is up? Um, I, a shockingly great weekend of college football, um, you know, action just happened. We, we knew that eventually, you know, teams were going to get, you know, quote unquote upset. We knew that people were getting knocked off the top. This is why the playoff committee comes out with their rankings the week before all the all these teams start playing each other. They get a catapult onto that. And um, it happened. Um, we had some we had some big wins. We had some big losses. We had some terrible performances. We had some you know, standout performances. I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, but first of all, like I got Chris LeBron from Off the Ball Podcast, President Off the Ball Network with me. Chris, how are you this evening? I'm doing good. You know, there was a football game in Florida that that uh, <laughs> apparently happened. I didn't, you know, I don't know nothing about that. But, you know, uh, so I, I'm i hurting, but uh, you know, I'm here. I'm here. I, and we appreciate it. Mo from Up in Flames, uh, this has become kind of a weekly thing with you. Uh, we know you're an Ohio State fan. So uh, what, what's your general temperature right now on the college football season so far? Well, Jeff, it's not a coincidence that Ohio State played the way I, they did, and I woke up this morning sick, under the weather, voice didn't change a little bit. So uh, it's not a coincidence because – you know, they made it's contagious I'm convinced Ohio State made me sick. But at the end of the day, what matters is the loss column because of you, Jeff. Fair, fair. The, and, and at the end of the day, there is no number outside of a zero in Ohio State's loss column. And we live to fight another day. Oh, right. And for the first time this season on the college football show and a, a longtime friend, you know, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his from way back. We got Rob Cruz from Cruz Island on the show from the left coast to tell us about why the Pac-12 slash Pac-10 is going to uh, win the championship. I assume that's what he's here for. Cruz, what is up, man? Man, a good good weekend of college football. Um, I had a lot of fun watching the games. Uh, luckily, my team scored some touchdowns. Uh, we can't <laughs> all say that today. But hey, you know, there's always next week, right, Press? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Brett's <laughs> been waiting on next week for a minute. So uh, without further ado, we got a, we got a jam-packed show. A lot of stuff happened. We're going to start with biggest winners. I have no idea like how to organize this, how to go around the horn. You guys know the deal. If we all agree on one, we'll just talk about it and move on. Um, we're going to do biggest winners first. And I'm going to start with, I'm gonna start with Chris. Uh, one of your biggest winners for week 10. The biggest winners from Week Ten is people who who are over the Alabama dominance <laughs> and how they were kind of held their own destiny, but Tennessee didn't. Um, I think uh, we finally are going to have a year where we don't have to worry about Alabama being in the playoff. And listen, they had some close losses. I mean, they literally lost at the gun 
twice. So like they're just they're so close from being, you know, in the playoff, but it seems like that that it's over. And also another it's Georgia too. Like we I think we kind of forgot like how good Georgia is. Yeah, they they lost their best defender, you know, he's out for the year, but Georgia like they showed and we talked about it on on Field Stormers. I was like, I think Georgia's going to come in and have a statement game and, and show the country like, "Hey, you got you got riding the Tennessee wave." You know, we're still the defending national champions, and they came in and showed it. So, like, you know, Georgia, their dominance, and then, you know, people who, you know, are just tired of Bama, <laughs> guess what? We we might not have Bama in the – you know, uh, you can never still count them out, but it's most likely they won't be, you know, in the playoff picture. Yeah, they're done. As they're done. So, um, I think people are finally like, ah. Okay, some fresh faces. We might see a new fresh face. No more Nick Saban in the in the in the playoffs. So I think uh, I'm going to go with that. Mo Murphy, winners. Um, oh, winner. You don't have to, you don't have to give me an all. I know you got a bunch. You're no, I, I just deep. have no. Yes, it's deep, but it's an overall conversation. I still say the Pac-12. Okay, um, the winner is the Pac-12 for the simple fact. Um, you can say what you want as a USC fan, but they gutted out a big win. Um, Oregon absolutely dominated in a W. And so with the way the weekend went, you look at the big, or you look at the PAC 12 and you're like, okay, it looks like it's going to come down to Oregon versus USC in the, in the conference championship. UCLA still has a pitch for it because they also won the game. But I say the PAC 12 because in two to three weeks time span, the PAC 12 has now looked what we looked at the big 12 three weeks ago. Like it is now how we looked at the Big Twelve is now the Pac Twelve from three weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I, I I look at the Pac Twelve and I'm like they got to be the biggest winners because Oregon won big, um, USC was able to pull out another win, UCLA was able to pull out another win, and so I think you know looking forward to the future we're looking at USC and UCLA is going to be prime time football, um, going into rivalry week. And then the winner of that going to probably play Oregon is what we're looking at. That's going to make the Pac-12 championship really worth watching because it that Pac-12 championship for the first time in a few years is actually going to have playoff implications 100%. So I would have to say the Pac-12 is the biggest winners for the simple fact we are going to be paying attention to USC, Oregon, and UCLA. And we're going to pay attention to Oregon and we'll get into that later, but we're going to be paying attention to Pac-12 for the simple fact the three biggest teams won this week, and we're going to see how they fare out for the rest of the year because it could, it, it will have playoff implications at the end of the season. No, oh, I like that. Uh, the the Pac-12 has been very good this year. Um, they've they've can you know they they've continued looking good. SEC on you know ac- across the board has taken uh, you know a step back. One of my biggest winners I'll bring up here in a second is as to why, but um, I love what you're saying. Uh, these teams are good. Uh, they're not. They're not fake good. You know what I mean. They're not out there playing by themselves, and nobody gets to judge them. Like they're legit good teams. I wouldn't want to play. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to play any of those teams right now um, if if I'm another school. So yeah, I like that. So Cruz, we'll piggyback on that. Your first yeah. time on the show. Winners from week ten. So I was gonna go to the Pac-12, but Mo took go it. Ahead. So he, he hit everything. He hit everything perfectly. Everything coming up on the 19th, U, uh, USC UCLA. As of right now, it's gonna be a top 10 matchup. It's gonna be a huge game, and then obviously Notre Dame the week after that. But I want to go to another team that was disrespected last week in the college football playoff rankings, and and then finally everything worked out in their favor. And TCU, 
Okay. You know, again, the, a lot of people felt they were disrespected last week. Um, they were. You're you're right. Which they, they were they clearly were. They clearly were. Yeah, big time, big time. And they they went in. I think they played uh, Oklahoma State this week. Texas uh, last week. Yeah, they played the, Texas Tech this week. Oh, Texas Tech. Uh, they went in, handled business, they did what they needed to do, and the dominoes fell that they needed to fall. And right now, in the AP poll, they're, they're, top, they're number four in the AP and the coaches poll. Uh, and I expect them to be there as well for the uh, college football playoff rankings as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like TCU, with the, and it's, it's double-sided. TCU, everything happened that we knew would happen. But I hate it because the college ball committee, college football playoff committee gets off easy because it worked itself out, which – we knew it was going to, but like just rank TCU higher than Clemson, you wouldn't have had this problem. You know, mm-hmm. now they're going to be like, oh, no, no, everything worked itself out. Well, if it's going to work itself out again, I, I would say this. Well, then don't do the rankings. Like, do or do them this week or do them later week. But yeah, shout out, shout out to TCU. They did what they needed to do. Shout out, actually, just one of my like uh, winners before I get into a couple of mine. Shout out to every team who just won and are in contention because we you know they you lost not lost but three contenders lost this weekend so if you just didn't lose a la you know ohio state uh tcu tcu played an all right game most weekends that tcu game would have been criticized but when you have a high state looking like they do when you have alabama losing when you have tennessee getting handled you know for three quarters then tcu is just like it it, it erases it erases the degree of difficulty. They 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 won and they did it. So yes, you're correct. TCU was a big winner. Now everything's everything should be righted. Now we can, you know, focus on the on the rest of the season. But that's true. And another one I had to kind of piggyback on everything. Uh one of my winners was college football fans. And when I say college football fans, I don't mean if you're a fan of a college football team and watch that team. I mean if you're a fan of the sport, like if you don't if like if you're like us who are like, oh, my God, Tennessee, Georgia is a big game or UCLA, USC coming up, it's a big game. Congratulations to you. It was a, it was a surprisingly good Saturday. You got to uh, you got to sit for almost three hours and wonder if the number two team in the country was going to lose. You got to see two of the best teams go, you know, go at it, go to overtime. You got to see, you know, the number one team in the country, you know, go up go up against you know the defending champion like all of these things you got to see you know USC survive UCLA survive like we talked about to set up the game you got to see Notre Dame um you know like if you're like if if you're a fan of the sport Notre Dame's a factor you got to see them flex their muscles and beat a Clemson team that you either like Clemson or you don't like Clemson so that was big so like just general college football fans you know, it's been a great season just to watch the sport. This was a great weekend for it. Like we're at a, a at a dueling piano bar last night, and there's probably 15 people crowded around, like a you know a mobile phone watching the overtime of the Alabama game. You know that that's what it's about. You know what I mean? In Columbus, Ohio, like this is like all this comes together. So if you're a fan of the sport, you know, big win. Um, another one I want to talk about, and you know, you guys kind of touched on it, and we'll, we'll talk about like, is this is this the downfall of Alabama? The transfer portal, another winning weekend. Like, let's let's talk about it. like, Jaden Daniel, just just that played for Arizona State last year, just knocked off Alabama, and most likely knocked them out of the playoffs. As to where, what I think it's been maybe three or four years ago, that wasn't even possible. 
you know, now this kid's in national championship contention. Bo Nix, who it was up and down at Auburn. We see what Auburn, like there might be some more like systematic problems there. Bo Nix is in Oregon, and I'm telling you right now, is playing as well as anybody in the country and has a very good shot at winning the Heisman Trophy if you care about that. Like, that's amazing. Um, You know, all these kids, you know, that were like, ah, you know, things aren't going right here and moved on to another team are having a huge impact on college football. Without the transfer portal, Alabama's undefeated right now. Like, that's just the truth of it. Like, they're still playing. I mean, they almost lost lost to Texas. That's Quinn Ewers. Transfer portal. Like, it's just – like, no matter how deep you want to go, you know, tennis, Tennessee's probably the only team. But I believe Hooker, I think he went through the transfer portal early. It's been, you know, it's been a few years now, but like all of these things. So, like, a big winner, you know, as far as, you know, the impact on college football, the transfer portal. Um, another big winner. Then we'll kind of go around and talk about these. I'm not trying to like cancel you guys out. Um, Brian Kelly, uh, I don't like the dude, I, I like his attitude, <laughs> like everything about him. This dude went to LSU, took a transfer quarterback mm-hmm. who not even not even, not even like a highly rated transfer quarterback. I love I call him I call him the Slim Reaper. Uh, I I love the guy, but I mean nothing. It wasn't somebody that like moved the needle, and then he just knocked off Alabama and has his team in contention to win the to win the SEC and have a a, a shot at the college football playoff. Uh, he, he's just proven he's a good football coach. I believe like. I want to say like oh, half their team isn't even there that was there last year. It's a, you know, it's a pretty good story. So this is, it's literally just like, just tell me who my guys are and I'll coach them. And, uh, and then, and one more guy, no, we'll get on to it, Mo. One more guy, I'm- Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett's like, yeah, Young you guys can talk about Bennett. Bo Nicks. You can talk about Stroud. You can talk about Bryce Young. You can talk about all these guys across the country. And Stetson Bennett's like, hold on, hold my beer. And I think he might have literally, Drank a beer before the game started. Like I want <laughs> to be my quarterback so bad. Gets on the field, waxes Tennessee, does it with a swagger, a confidence, you know, and uh, an excitement. So uh, all those, all those big winners this weekend. Yeah. So Jeff, just real quick, what I want to say is when you talk about Brian Kelly <clears throat> being one of the biggest winners. I, first off, I hundred percent agree with you, but I think this win makes you appreciate Brian Kelly has been a great coach like him oh, or years. not. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that like him or not. You can't knock how great of a coach he's been. I mean, when you look, we look at Notre Dame and we're like, Oh, Marcus Freeman is going against the fact that you can't recruit some of the top athletes in the country because of Notre Dame's, you know, uh, academic standards or whatever. And you're like, well, Brian Kelly has had them as playoff contenders, national championship contenders for years. We see he leaves and we see the difference in Notre Dame has won two huge games in the past two weeks. But at the same time, we're like, they lost to Marshall, didn't look the greatest against Ohio State. And so you look at Brian Kelly and you're like, okay, he goes to SEC and it was the opportunity for Brian Kelly to prove how good of a coach he is in He's, He's had some it. big wins. Like, okay, he lost to Florida State first week of the season, and that was his first time coaching at LSU, right? And then we see the recruiting class that he's got coming in next year. He beat Alabama. I know he got blown by Tennessee, but Tennessee was rolling at the time. And so you can pick how you kill Brian Kelly in a sense throughout the season, but, like, 
He won the game of all games at this yep. point, and he has an opportunity where this is a chance for Brian Kelly to stamp how great of a coach he is because LSU has an opportunity to win the SEC. Like, yeah. whether we like it or not, like, if LSU wins out, plays in the SEC championship, like, they'll projection-wise will be playing Georgia to win the SEC championship. And so I'm fully with you as far as Brian Kelly because I think now he gets appreciated because we see guys who are not in the SEC as coaches. And they're at Notre Dame and they're at Ohio State, right, or whatever. They're in the Big Ten, Big 12, or whatever. And as soon as they come to the SEC, the oh, can you do what you did wherever you're at? In the SEC, and essentially, like, yes, Brian Kelly has two losses, but he has an opportunity to win the SEC. So, Brian Kelly shows you he's a great coach. So, I definitely have to salute Brian Kelly for the simple fact, not only has he showed he's a great coach, but Brian Kelly has an opportunity to be the coach of a team that could shake up the whole college football playoff if LSU was to win out and win the SEC, it shakes up the whole college football playoff, and that's due to great coaching and Brian Kelly. Well, Brian Kelly, his team, real quick, That this is who we thought Texas A&M was. Like, this is who we thought they were going to be surprisingly good, that these, that these new kids were going to be good, that the coach was – they're finally going to knock off Alabama, be a threat to Georgia. You know, I and, and then it's another reason to where at some point – just like I say this about Oregon and – um We'll go to uh, you know Chris and Cruz you know real quick here. This is what I said about Oregon this week. Their loss to Georgia wasn't as bad as Tennessee's because at the beginning of the season you got a new coach, a new quarterback, trying to figure out how you're going to do things. Things got out of control. Tennessee was rolling when they played Georgia and got squashed. Like I, I completely, I completely like ignore that loss to Georgia by Oregon in the first game of the season, much like I do Notre Dame. Like the, the Notre Dame team that played Ohio State is not the same Notre Dame team that's playing now. Again, an, another winner is like if you want 12-team college playoff, this is why, because things change so much as the season goes on. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be stuck like Clemson. All, we almost got stuck with Clemson because they were undefeated as opposed to letting our eyeballs look at. And I say that about Ohio State now. Ohio State has no business being anywhere near the top four right now until they beat Michigan. Like, I don't even want to hear about Ohio State being ranked second. Absurd right now. But they're there because they haven't lost. They have no argument except for they have a zero in the loss column. I swear, you know, LSU has gotten better, and they've, they've kind of proved it. They they showed up against Alabama. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. Like at some point in college football, we have to be able to excuse some of these losses and understand what we saw and understand what went on. And that a team, a team two and a half months ago with a bunch of 20 year olds is not the same team that we're getting now. You think they kicked themselves L- LSU for that, that, that blunder against, you know, with Florida state. Like, damn, Oh, I sure do. We have that. We're, we're, we're in that can, you know, in that conversation for to be in. The oh, they're in the top four right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're definitely kicking yeah. themselves in the ass as far as. But they need Florida State to keep winning too to make that loss. Now I don't down. think it matters I anymore. Think they, I think that yeah, LSU is overcome that. that no, I, I, I Florida I State's not, been complaining a lot better. Too, I think like, that most of these teams, and this is also a problem. If you go undefeated late into the season, now it's too late to have a loss excused. As to where Oregon and LSU are fine, they've they've wiped that off, and they're like, okay, we've moved Oregon, on from it. Yeah. But now, if you like Tennessee is might have lost just in time. You know what I mean? Like 
and to be to forget it maybe but these other teams like Ohio State can't lose now Michigan can't lose now TCU TCU cannot lose now as to where if you lose week one you have time to fix that um you know LSU's got the benefit well, of the doubt they yeah. they proved it they stood up and they did it and you know they are where they are right now I mean they're the um yeah but LSU got two losses that's the that's, only it's thing not gonna matter Thing, it know. doesn't matter if they win out. Is what I'm saying. Like if they lose, yes, three losses. If they win out, it shakes if up. They went the out, they're in. It's done. Playoffs. Conversation for another thing. Because if if LSU wins out, and if they went out, they'll beat Alabama. We're not going to create a scenario of like what? Yeah, but they also got smacked by Tennessee. So if LSU wins out and they're a two loss SEC team, and they're able to get in. Either one of two options happen. Either A, all the other teams have did what they needed to do as far as for LSU to allow to get in, or B, there's an SEC bias, and it's like no matter what the playoff scenario is, an SEC team gets in. And I think that would be the statement you would be setting by LSU being a two-loss SEC champion getting in. is like no matter what happens, SEC team is getting in just for winning the conference. So but they should. Like they absolutely should. But they lost to Florida State. I'm just saying they lost I to would, Florida State. I would tell you this. That loss to Florida State wasn't as bad as what Ohio State did Saturday. Like I'll tell you that right now. Like Ohio, you, State play, Ohio State played the worst game. The Ohio State played won. the worst game of any contender this season Saturday. In one. But that, but Jeff, they won, though. They won. They won. And I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. The committee, we're not doing this. Does not care about the loss column. But the we're not backing into right Ohio State. Ohio State had the worst performance of a college football playoff. Yeah, we're going to get to them in biggest what? losers. <laughs> no, we're not. Biggest Jeff. losers this weekend was Jeff. You guys are <laughs> Jeff sanity. <laughs> Jeff sanity. Cruz, you your thought, your 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 ahead, thoughts Jeff. on the on the biggest winners that we've discussed so far. What stands out to you? I mean, we all pretty much hit biggest winners. There's nothing that I can really argue with. Um, again, I do like your take, Jeff. That just overall, just a college football fan in general. Like we did win. We had a great round, great week of college football, setting up for a very, very fun, exciting next three weeks. Um, I think I I don't know how I can't see a two loss LSU team getting in. Oh, they're absolutely going to get in if they if they run this. Hey, I, I that's tough. That's but tough. Uh, what? Okay, so so let's 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 just work this out for a second. Well, actually, we well, all we, does anybody does anybody here think that Georgia's not number one? They're number one by no, like hundred percent. Okay. No, by a couple by a couple steps, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you tell me LSU is going to beat Alabama. And then beat Georgia, who we know is rolling right now. And then you're going to tell them they're not good enough to play in the college football playoffs. They're going to beat the number one team in the country by by. And then you're going to tell them they can't get in because because of week one with a new coach and a transfer portal quarterback against Florida State. Like yes, that's ridiculous. Can I tell you why, Jeff? That is right. No, there is no way that's going to happen. Nobody. Nope. Th- so wait a minute. You're going to tell me this. Yes. Here's the here's the scenario though. Because if LSU yep. keeps winning, Georgia's going to keep winning. LSU is going to be 
because either either Michigan or High State will have lost, so they're going to be above that other team. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're going to be above, like they're going to be above. Um, let me Columbia. see. Oh, UCLA or USC. One of them's going to lose. Mm-hmm. But they're only going to have a couple teams to jump. So they're going to be like, we'll say they're fifth or sixth in the country at worst if everything keeps going this way. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat the team in the country, and they're going to be like, nah. And they're going to put TCU, Michigan, Oregon. 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 Oregon and who else would even be left? Ohio State. Why? Ohio State loses their out. Michigan. Okay, we'll say Ohio State. TCU, Ohio State, Oregon, or we'll say USC. Either one of those. You're telling me LSU is not going to get that last spot. Who do you want to? to? All right. I think Jeff convinced me. I think Jeff. No. Who would they, who would they give it to? Yeah, because listen, you Michigan, Ohio State's going to cancel. One of them. They're going to cancel. Yeah, one of them is not going to be their only loss. That'll be their only loss. So one okay. of them is going to be out. Mm-hmm. They right. don't get to play that next game. We're talking. Right. Let, let me be clear. We're talking mm-hmm. about an LSU team that beats Georgia in the SEC championship oh. game. I get yeah, okay. that. So let's say Ohio. They State are comes- two two big okay. teams. Wait a minute. Let's let's stop this. Georgia falls to four and they still get in. I'll let's be back. stop this right now. Two Big Ten teams are not getting in over in, yeah. LSU if they win out. That is ridiculous. I, I would agree with you, but 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 go ahead, Chris. Say why oh, Jeff okay. is one hundred percent right. All right. All right, so right, right, we have LSU at seven right now. Let's just mm-hmm. say, all right, the only team right ahead of Oregon, they, they would bump. Georgia will go down, right? Ohio State, Michigan cancel each other out. So let's mm-hmm. say, let's say it's let's yeah. say it's Ohio State. Ohio State goes to one. LSU goes to two. Uh, TCU, but what if TCU? Like th- there is a lot of there is a way. There is definitely. No, no, I'm a path saying everybody wants to get because there. yeah, yeah, yeah. If LSU even, beats. If LSU beats Georgia, you can't be like Georgia. So here's what Mo said. Mo is saying that Georgia would go and LSU wouldn't if LSU beats them. That's I, what Mo's Mo, saying. Here's what I'm going to say. That's what would say. have to happen, Mo. Okay. And you want me to tell you why I would be okay with that? Because there is not a scenario while we were in the world of four-team playoff that a two-loss team, a two-loss team should be in a playoff under any – the scenario would have to be so extreme. It's happened before. And I don't know. Yes. No, it hasn't. Yes. Here's, yeah. here's my problem with In it. BCS, what two-loss team has made a college football playoff? I don't care about BCS. Here's Not why. Is because, is because we're in the playoff era now. And there is not a scenario. I don't care how sticky it gets. It would have to get so crazy for a two-loss team two lost team to be in the playoff. And I'm going to tell you why LSU lost to Florida state and they lost to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Them winning the sec cannot be good enough. Unless you're just telling me under any circumstance, the sec champion is getting in. I don't care what happens. And so if LSU gets in, then that's exactly what you're telling me because what if, if Ohio state and Michigan are undefeated and they play each other and we'll, we'll go for, Close team sake, let's say Ohio State beats Michigan 42 to 39. And LSU wins the SEC as a two-loss team. What did Michigan do to tell you that LSU was better than Michigan when they lost to Ohio State 42 to 39? Like, because they lost to Florida State, they they got blown I would say that if, 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 if I was LSU, I would be like 
if I was LSU in this scenario, whether whether it's Ohio State or Michigan, whoever loses this game will have played one good game. But we'll and lost, and lost it. Michigan but plays one. Is, good, Michigan plays one game this that year. That game is huge. But we will. But here's if they my, lose it. You you're gonna you're gonna look at LSU and be like, you beat Alabama and Georgia, not good enough. But the only reason that Michigan and Ohio State are undefeated. But the only reason that Michigan and Ohio State are undefeated is because they have they didn't like if Ohio State played Tennessee last weekend they lose. If they played under the if they played no, no. if they played the if they played in a fucking dome come on okay. though but no so listen to me though all I'm saying is this it's not even about Ohio State I could care less about Ohio State in this argument all I'm saying is that if so beating Alabama who is a two loss team now is all of a sudden national championship contenders and then you go and beat Georgia but you didn't beat Florida state and you got smacked by Tennessee and we're like, Oh yeah, they could play for a national championship when they lost to Florida state and got that's smacked. By Tennessee. Okay. Okay. I get it. But what in your scenario, in your scenario though, in your scenario, you're either putting the ACC champion in, or you're putting two teams from one conference in. No, over LSU. So, so the, the SEC my, champion. In my scenario, okay. So we're gonna go overall scenario. Are you assuming TCU so, wins so, out? So listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying if everybody wins out. If, if this is is this is this based off if everyone if if the teams ahead of LSU right now? Which TCU, is, Ohio, which is, TCU, Oregon, TCU, Oregon, Tennessee, Michigan. Th- those teams. They'll Ohio jump. Three. I think they'll jump. We're not. I'm not assuming Michigan. Oh, wins. you know what? Yeah, oh, we're oh, assuming. Oh, we're assuming. I'll Ohio give you Tennessee, Michigan, but. I'll give you Tennessee. Real quick, real quick. I'll give you my scenario on why LSU doesn't get in. If Oregon or USC, Oregon or USC wins out, that's one. That's a playoff team. Yeah, they're in. I I totally agree. If Ohio State or Michigan wins out, so that's two. Because that'll create an undefeated Big Ten championship team. If it's not even about, if Clemson wins out, I think a one-loss Clemson team should no, get in. No, no. over a two-loss team. No. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Here, here's what's gonna happen. Here, no, yes. Here's what's gonna happen. No. Yes. Here's what's gonna happen. No, yes. gonna happen. no, no, no. Let's, no, no, let's no, say no, everybody no, else let's, ahead let's, let's of listen. LSU. Let's say everybody ahead of LSU wins out. I'm including Oregon. Let's say Oregon beats SC. If SC okay. beats UCLA, Oregon beats SC in the Pac-12 championship game. Like you said, that's one. Okay. TCU wins out. That's two. Whatever Ohio State, Michigan. Wins the Big Ten. That's, that's three. three. If LSU does beat Georgia, unless it is a complete mollywop of Georgia, I mean anything I'd less than Georgia a fourteen in. point win, Georgia's dropping to four, and there's your fourth team right there. So I this would, is this is my problem. So this is my problem with this. Georgia so what we're it. saying is Georgia. And I said this last year. I swear to God, I said it last year. Go back and listen to Jeff Need Sports. I said it on the podcast. Once again, we're at a point to where there is zero reason for Georgia to play the game if this is the case. Right. This is the problem. If there's no punishment for playing the game, and they did, I believe Georgia played the game and lost last year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the case again, if that's the case again, then there is no reason to have the playoffs. But the, the committee has told us that as an SEC team, first off, one, you don't have to win the conference to get in the playoffs. I don't think that's true anymore. And two, I would take a one, and I know LSU, 
under this circumstance, I know LSU will have to beat. But in Georgia. your scenario, you're saying yeah, I'm LSU Georgia over LSU. You're saying LSU yes. wins wins the SEC, beats Georgia. They don't get in the playoffs, and Georgia gets in. Yes, we've seen it happen. We're in we've a fourteen. We, we, we are in a fourteen. We have not seen this happen. But we are in a fourteen playoff. We scenario. have not seen a conference champion or conference championship loser get in over the team that beat them. We have not seen that. But uh, we'll, we've seen both get in. We've seen both teams get in. Right. We have because they, but, but because they were in a position for that to happen. This time it's not Georgia. And, and again, unless it's a three touchdown plus blowout. Georgia if LSU will, blows out Georgia, it's a different conversation. But what we have seen is we've seen a two loss conference champion not get in on the same circumstance of that two loss team beat the one loss team. And it's because I go back Ohio no. State and Penn State, but the team that they beat in the conference championship wasn't the by far right. best team in the country. Big difference. But, but what I'm saying is, if 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 LSU wins the conference as a two loss conference champion, there should be no guarantee that they get in, or else we open up. I'll tell you like this: if LSU gets in as a two loss conference champion, then it makes you know who the biggest winners are, Jeff. Everybody who said the college football playoffs should be more than four teams. That, oh, no, I say that every week. My, con- my, my constant, winner. my constant winner every week is everybody who wants more teams. Like this is another week that proved that like we need to we need to let twelve teams in, allow teams to get better, allow teams to figure out who they are, <laughs> quit worrying about the loss column. hundred percent. I say it every week. Makes it BS that it makes it BS that they get in. And we're sitting here watching other teams who are going to have starters not play. Because let's just be honest, the New Year's Six Bowl is not a bowl full of bowl games, full of guys who are going to play at their best. Yeah, if LSU gets in as a two-loss conference championship team, then the biggest winners come your episode this time will be the 12-team playoff guys who are pitching because that's that's BS. And if if LSU gets in... Here's my biggest thing. If LSU gets in, then you know what it tells me? That the regular season doesn't matter. And under any circumstance, whether it's beginning of the season or end of the season, the, the regular season doesn't matter. Because if LSU not beating Florida State, if that doesn't matter, then you're telling me the regular season so doesn't matter. I'll, I'll ask you this, my under last question, before, before we get that. to biggest losers, though. If we want the if if we're going to factor in the regular season and that matters that much, then then we have to start finding a way to factor in like terrible wins, like Clemson, Ohio State, like who stumbled, who stumbled. Like we have to also do that. Like it's not fair to punish a team for like a close loss. I'll give you that, but Ohio. But then, but then if but if you win, we completely erase it. But like Ohio nobody cares. Finish undefeated. Ohio State has got their ass kicked out of the last three games, 12 quarters of football. Ohio State's got their ass kicked probably 10 of those quarters. But Ohio basically got their ass kicked, but because they didn't lose their number two in the country, that doesn't make any more sense than, you know, allowing LSU in because our eyeballs like that's just a fact who has lost two games, though. 
They lost to Florida State in the beginning of the season, and they got smacked by Tennessee. So if we're going to take LSU and we're going to play the transitive property. No, we're not doing that. We are absolutely not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay, You know I don't do that. I, you're right, but I won't play the. I am saying I don't care about the. I do not care about the Florida State loss. I so don't the regular care. season doesn't matter, and then. I don't care about. I don't care. I no. I've like it has to matter because if you're telling me that LSU, I get your point, Mal. I get your point. I know if LSU with two losses doesn't matter, then we're saying then that the regular season with doesn't that matter. Is, the problem with that is, and this is the last thing I'll say, and we'll go to losers. This is why every team should have Michigan schedule because there is no reward whatsoever to play a good opponent right now in college football if this is the case. LSU should have scheduled Central Michigan instead of Florida State, and they would be in the playoffs right now. That's my problem with college football because of because of what you're saying. I don't disagree with you on that. That that's the but problem. What I'm saying is under There's, like Michigan canceled. You know why Michigan canceled UCLA because of everything you're saying. There's absolutely no reward to playing a tough game because we only care about the loss column. That's I don't disagree with you on that, but all I'm saying is like if we're gonna schedule, here's my thing, and, and real quick, and we'll go to the biggest losers. If we're gonna schedule, if we're gonna make schedules matter, then Alabama. Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and we'll say Oklahoma only because of the past five to six years. They should, their power five, their their power five team that they should play should all be each other. They should all have well, to play. Yeah, we gonna all agree it. with that. We all agree with that. that. That's all I'm saying. I know yeah. we all agree, but all I'm saying is like, if we're going to schedule outside of your conference and we're going to schedule a power five, that Alabama should be playing Ohio State or Michigan. That's or what I'm saying. Like Oregon, Oregon is number two in the country right now. If they don't schedule Georgia, like, I, don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But so, they did, and so now they'll be on the outside of the top four, looking in, hoping that it's yeah. not even hoping it's going to happen. Ohio State or Michigan is going to lose the Ohio State or Michigan game, so it's going to happen. Where Oregon gets to sit on the outside looking in, and the in inevitable is gonna happen. But at the same time, all this proves is that there should be twelve teams in the college football playoffs exactly. because we shouldn't even be having this conversation for the simple fact if there was twelve team playoffs, we wouldn't have to worry it about even it. Even be a conversation. Hundred percent. All right, what your biggest? Then we wouldn't have this type of conversation. This this creates a lot of buzz and, and controversy. People, yeah, we're college football. Trust me, dude. We all I agree. Grew, I grew up. I grew up when we voted on college champs. Like there was always conversation. It'll be fine. Us us maniac college football fans will always find something stupid to talk about. So biggest losers. We're going to start with Rob Cruz because he's a guest on the show for the first time. We haven't given him enough to talk about. Um, he's one of the brightest football minds I know. So Cruz, give me some of your losers. Oh, Alabama has to be yeah, it's a tough probably one. the biggest loser. I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head the last time that Alabama was not in the top 10. Um, and I think Ooh. they're 11 right now in the AP poll. Oh, no, they are 10. Yeah. They're 10 in the AP. They're 11 in the coaches poll. So, I, I like, this is, like, I don't remember this being a thing since before um, – What's our next statement got to Alabama? Um, another biggest loser, uh, I think USC. You know, what? hear me out. 
when Lane Kiffin was hired, you know, everybody talked about the that air raid offense, the spread offense, put up 40, 50 points a game, which we have. And one thing I said at the time, and I continue to say, is he also brought that Big 12 defense over with him. <laughs> and, and it's kind of an oxymoron. To You're talking about Lincoln defense. Riley. Yes. Yeah, Lane Kiffin was a minute Lane ago. Kiffin. I don't even know why I said that. That's how. That's how bad. That's how irritated I was with last night's game. Was uh, it brought back Lane Kiffin vibes? No, but just so Lincoln Riley, he brought over the Big Twelve defense, and which is non-existent. We're up twenty at um at one point. I literally went upstairs to go make something something to eat. I come back downstairs. Uh, it's a seven-point ball game. Don't know how that happened. I don't want to know how it happened, but it happened. Um. Going up against, let's say USC is able to run the table, beat UCLA, beat Notre Dame, beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, get either that four or three spot. Um, I don't think Georgia is losing to LSU, so you're looking at most likely having to play a Georgia team that knows what defense is, that can also put points on the board. I don't think I, I that's not a recipe for success. No, that's fair because, I mean, Ohio State was kind of that way for the last few years. Like, it didn't matter what you scored if you were going to give up scores. And I do see that they gave up, you know, 406 yards to Cal's quarterback. So, I, I, but you I can't you argue said with Cal's you. quarterback. You didn't say his name. All you said was Cal's quarterback. Yeah. His name's, his name's Plummer. Good friend. But I don't know him. Exactly. Yeah. He's not he's not actually a plumber. That's a fun fact. Um, so, I – I, I see where you're coming with it. Like, as someone who had a team that didn't have a defense, may, we don't know if they have a defense now or not, but we know they didn't have a defense for like three years. Um, I see where you're coming with it because you're like, well, that's great. You can score, but if you just give up a score right after that, winning, winning by six, whether it's six to nothing or 41 to 35 is the same thing. So I see what you're, I see what you're going for there. But you've got to be happy, though. Like, Williams is awesome. Like, but you guys can I'm, score. I'm happy because we've been poverty for the last decade. That would, part I'm happy that's, with. That's a USC's been a pretty good team that have just they've just lost we stupid have, games. They've just no, lost have, stupid games. We had one good year. We had one good year when Sam Darnold came in and replaced Max Brown. That's because nobody knew who Sam Darnold was. Max Brown, big year. big on TikTok right now. It's hilarious. Good for him. Um, <laughs> and then after that, you know, it fell off again. And then it took having Clay Helton was just, a, he's a terrible coach. He's, he's an awesome bad. motivator and a, and a good person, but as a head coach, it's going to cut it. So yeah, for having a couple good seasons over the last 10 ish years. Yes. I'm happy that we're winning ball games. I'm happy that we're in the top 10. I'm happy that we are in a position to essentially control our own destiny to get into the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking at the teams ahead of SC, the teams, the potential matchups. If we're able to get a 3-2 matchup against TCU, I'll be fine with that because TCU doesn't play defense either. I think we can beat them in a shootout. But you're looking at a team like Michigan or Georgia or possibly Ohio State where we actually have to play a defense. One to two stops, we're done. That's fair. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a horrible assessment. I mean, I think I think you're kind of spot on with that, and I get it. Like, I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. Um, you know, you, you you're lucky enough to be in position to make the playoffs, but you also see that they're vulnerable. 
Chris LeBron, losers this week. Mm, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, uh, feel bad for you. You guys won the game in your top 10. You scored a touchdown. Okay, so. <laughs> Are you allowed to talk about losers? My loser, and it's kind of obvious what my loser is. It's, it's the Miami Hurricanes. We have not scored a touchdown in eight straight quarters. <laughs> okay, eight. That's two football games. We had a whole football game last week where we went four quarters and four overtimes and did not score a touchdown. We finally sold, almost sold out, you know, a home game against our rivals and laid an absolute goose egg. Like, no heart, no passion. It was an absolute embarrassment. We scored three points. Three points. That's... That's just unacceptable. So when you guys cry and you get upset that your team only won by 40 points, <laughs> we only beat Iowa by 41, we only beat uh, Cal by seven points, we're only – oh, we're ninth, man. I, You know, we've been so bad. Oh, we're only ninth. Oh, God. Like, oh, Lincoln Riley. Oh, the defense. Oh, I just – I just laugh at you guys <laughs> with your with your with your entitledness, with your eliteness. Like it's just disgusting. My team is four and five. Where we just we just paid a coach a hundred million dollars to come here to fix things around. While you know we're seeing other coaches, Lincoln Riley, first year coach at USC, doing very good, very well, top ten. You know, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, US, the, the Oregon left Oregon, and they are a top ten team. Oregon, and, USC, and LSU and all have first first Brian year Kelly coaches. Brian first year coach, and just beat Alabama, and now they're top seven. It, it, it's inexcusable. Anderson, I get it's not his players. It's a it's, and he has a good recruiting classes coming in. So I I do have hope, but to say that this is what I expected year one. It's an absolute, like, it's just unacceptable what's going on in Miami. And, you know, I'm not asking for a head but this is it's, crazy. it's my, unacceptable to be under 500 and I, not a bowl team. I, 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 didn't, say, I didn't think they were good at their ranking coming in. I didn't think they were a top 15 team. I thought that was just because they want Miami to be good. So it's like with Texas and all those USC, they want them to be good. So the minute they have some type of success, they're going to put them, rank them high. They should not be where they're at. They got. They just lost to their rivals by forty plus points. It's unacceptable. Like that's like you guys losing to Michigan by forty plus points, or USC losing to to, to Notre Dame by. Like, it's just unacceptable. You can't lose to your rivals by forty plus points. It's unacceptable. I, I'm. It's. Miami. I was Miami, watching the game laughing. Like I'm like, oh my god, oh turn off. Oh, Miami has scored. Fumble. Miami has scored 82 points in their conference play. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been it's been a rough year. The court, you know, TVD has not looked great. He got hurt yesterday, and you know, the quarterback, you know, receivers have been dreadful. The defense. I thought against Texas A&M, they 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 look like they can. They can uh, play with you know in the trenches with with the with the bigger teams in the SEC or, or just overall, and I'm like okay. Even though we lost, there was there was a lot of good of that good in that, but they just I mean 
the middle Tennessee game, the, the amount of 80 yard plays I felt like they had, it, it's just the discipline on defense isn't there. Um, just the physicality is not there. The quarterback playing consistent, wide receivers inconsistent. Um, I just it's it's been a it's been rough it's been a rough year but uh, the recruiting classes you know he does have a good recruiting classes coming in and some big boys up front that are going to help the physicality with Miami and I think next year we could be some but this year uh, it, they're they're the, they're my losers losers by far and it's not even just because I'm a Miami fan I think most people would say that they're the losers after yesterday's uh, yesterday's loss. Cause that was embarrassing. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty, ba- on bad. primetime TV where you have a, a time, you know, the, the, you know, it, it packed house. Well, for them, <laughs> it's a packed house, you know? Um, and then that the campus being so far away is ridiculous too, but that's a whole for now. Hopefully that rich guy in Miami gets them a new stadium, but it, it's unacceptable. The, the, you just, you can't do that, especially against your rivals. Like, come on now. That's unacceptable. Disgusting loss, but. That that's, it that's there. I could do two hours on what, um, but uh, they're they're just. I mean, Texas A&M too is disappointing too, and that's you know. Yeah, they're they're, they're that the maybe greater. That may be greater, but for me, I, you know, since it's personal with me, with me, A&M has a record on man. losers since um since like week since they lost App State. So recruiting class ever is uh, three and what three and six. Yeah, they're terrible. All right, Mo. Biggest losers. Um. First off, one is Texas A&M because Always. they suck. Again. Um, and, yeah, under the circumstance, I know they play Florida. I know they play Anthony Richardson, who everybody hopes is a first-round quarterback. But at the end of the day, you got to see how much talent you had um, with all the players out. And you don't have as much talent as you thought you had. So, Texas A&M. Um, two is – the biggest loser of the weekend really has to be Clemson because, like, we knew Alabama, we knew they were one loss away from being a team who's out of the playoffs, right? But we look at Clemson and we're like, if they lose a, a game, we're talking about an undefeated team. If they lose a game, they're going to need the absolute most help to get into the playoffs. Like, we know, like, okay, Alabama's gone. They got two losses. They're done. But when it comes to Clemson, they have to be the biggest loser for the simple fact they're going to need a lot of help. And we can start drawing up scenarios as far as what will help Clemson, and I still don't think it's enough for Clemson to make the playoffs. So them getting smacked essentially by Notre Dame has removed them as a playoff team because it has proven – Everyone who thinks Clemson is overrated, not as good as we thought they were, whatever, it proved true against Notre Dame. And I was a guy who picked Notre Dame to beat Clemson because I felt Clemson was not as good as everybody thought. So I would have to say if I pick a biggest loser, it's got to be Clemson for the simple fact you're a team who has a loss. You're a team who could win the conference and still be a one-loss conference champion, and you could be basically, in the word, asked out on the, on the winning stick uh, as far as getting in the, co- uh, the college football playoffs because that one loss of you getting blown out by Notre Dame kind of tells everybody what we needed to know about Clemson. So I would say Alabama because they got their second loss, but we knew if Alabama got their second loss, they would be out. It's Clemson. Like, it's Clemson and Texas A&M, 
Texas A&M sucks. And we're in a position now where Jimbo Fisher could be getting fired. And we're talking about how much money it costs to fire Jimbo Fisher. And we're like, no, there's no way in hell that that happens. But there is a world where Jimbo Fisher gets fired because he had one of the top recruiting classes for the past two years and not even bowl eligible sitting as of right now. But to me, it is Clemson and it's Dabo Sweeney. And, you know, that whole DJU is Steph Curry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jeff, but that, yeah, was, that was my ass. That was uncalled for. DJU was the next. Got, Clemson got Clemson got beat by a quarterback that threw for eighty five yards. In, yeah, in modern college football. That not only did they lose, if you lost because the other quarterback didn't throw for eighty five yards and your quarterback didn't play that great, okay, but you benched your quarterback, brought in another quarterback. He played like dog crap. So you brought back in your starting quarterback. And at the end of the day, Notre Dame proceeded to still make you look like trash no matter who you put under center. Clemson's the biggest loser. You know why? Because they told us everything we needed to know about Clemson. They're trash. And we're not going to respect them. And they're not going to beat Drake May. In North Carolina. And North Carolina is going to finish as one-loss ACC champions, which in two weeks will cause a whole different conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, shout-out to North Carolina. Carolina. A whole different North conversation. That hurts yeah. North Carolina, though, Clemson losing, though. I don't no, think so. I think it helps. I think it helps because you're going to still get clout for beating Clemson. And yeah, they, no, they Drake May, who they don't, but they, but the problem with them beating Clemson, they don't have to worry about the situation to where, like, who gets in. Yeah, no, but I'm saying is remember to have with Notre Dame, Dame and Clemson. There was a year when Notre Dame and Clemson both got in. Yeah, last but year if, and, and they played winning, each other. If Clemson keeps kept winning and, and USC beats them in, in the AC, they could have maybe backdoored their way to a playoff potentially. Oh, that's if, true. I see what you're that's saying. That's what I'm saying. They like, would have got more. They just need a Clemson to keep winning. Oh, no, yeah, that's yeah. true. So they that's can true. Be, beating an undefeated Clemson who's top would have got a little more credit. Top three. It would have gave them an extra, yeah. You know, now basically, a top four team. You know, yeah. regardless of how we feel about Clemson, it's still a top four team versus undefeated. Gotcha. Clemson. You're saying ACC is basically eliminated. Yeah. So um, now ACC to me is eliminated. They were actually one of my. Uh, one we of talked my, about like, that last time. Like, or Carolina could backdoor their way to maybe a, the, yeah. play, the playoff if Clemson keeps it stayed, stood on ACC was kind of a loser of the weekend because of that. Yeah, yeah, so that's I a think, good point. I think North Carolina. Not that they losing for losing, but like they lose yeah. because Clemson lost. That hurts yeah. them, which is stupid. Lot. Again, yeah. this is so dumb. Like yeah, yeah, as much yeah. as I love the games, like that's a dumb way to run a sport. Um, you guys covered all the teams. We talked about Alabama. We talked about you know, it didn't matter to OSU because of they're waiting for the Michigan game, but they. They look dreadful. Uh, Twitter lit them on fire, which they should have been. Ryan Day has a lot of questions to answer. The offensive line looks soft. This and that. Like, like OSU was a big loser for the weekend, but it didn't cost them anything. That's the only reason they didn't make my list because it just didn't cost them anything. They're they're, they're still going to be ranked in the top four if they if they went out. They're fine. So um, I'm losers for watching that game and having you know that, that it actually took place. But um, other than that, what they they got by with one. That's that's all I can say. They got by with one. Um, so two, some of the biggest losers, quarterback prospects. Um, I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both this weekend. If I'm an NFL team, I'm like, 
that guy can't can't beat Green Bay in January. Like that, that's what I would take away from this weekend is that the college quarterback prospects, Will Levis is, I think he's already, I know he'll still get, me and Mo already talked about it. He's still going to get drafted high because he's big and white, but he's just, he's proven, he's proven he's kind of not that dude. Um, I think Young and Stroud have both exposed themselves of like arm strength and in toughness and size and, and athleticism and all these things that we need a quarterback to have. And if, if I'm an NFL team and I watch CJ Stroud versus Northwestern, I'm like, well, how's that guy going to win me a game in soldier field or how, or if I see Bryce young, I'm like, man, if he, you know, if he's getting pinballed like that, you know, in college, like how's he going to hold up in the pros? So I think the quarterback uh, prospects in general. I know they'll, they they may still get drafted where they want to, but I think if you're really watching, I do not see an NFL. And you know, I grade NFL quarterbacks based on can you go to the playoffs or win a playoff game. I don't care if you can start for the worst team in the country. Like mm-hmm. I care if you can win a playoff game. I don't see a playoff winning quarterback in this quarterback class of college football players after this weekend. So that was some of that was uh they were some of my losers right there. I agree on that. I agree on that. They definitely have taken a hit. We came into the season thinking there was going to be what? This was a good quarterback class. Good quarterback class. And I think, you know, with Bryce, I think with him is the durability issues are going to be a major thing. He's He's a little dude. He's a little dude. And yes, he's a gamer. And when when the the chips are down, like he, he, he can bring you back. But like, like you say, like, like I think Hooker. I think Hooker's peaked at a, and he's he's an old college quarterback. I think he's a really good one, but I think he's just like if he was going to be this good, he would have been this good. I know the circumstances are different at Tennessee. I'm not. This is again, you know, I talked about this earlier in the week with Stewart. We need to start drafting backup quarterbacks, like project quarterbacks, like we used to. Like, Mm -hmm. ah, let's give this guy seven years. Like, maybe maybe he's Geno Smith. Instead of like, if you draft a guy, like if he's not playing in year one or two, he's he's a bust. Like the NFL has to get past that. But like, there's nothing wrong with drafting C.J. Stroud in the third in the third round of the NFL draft and being like, in five years, I think you're our quarterback. He'll be a starter. He could still be a starter. Right, but that's, that's not, not what, that's not what's going to happen. Third round pick. You know, like, or Bryce Young, like, hey, we want you on the team. We you know we want to see what you can do. We want to see if you can get thicker. That's not what they do with these yeah. guys, and I don't. Uh, I just as, guy, as I watch as a whole, I'm like, I don't see an NFL DJ quarterback. Is another guy we thought was going to be, you know, oh, he was should be a star. That was supposed to be a number one, pick, and he yeah. hasn't lived up. So there's a lot of disappointments at uh, at quarterback this year, and it's like if you need a quarterback in this draft, like you're kind of like okay, if you need a franchise quarterback per se. Like if you're exactly. like a Tampa Bay, exactly. maybe you take a, a Bryce Young. Or, or, or CJ Stroud late because you're like, all right, we got Tom. He's going to play maybe, maybe well, he plays one more year and we could have him behind Tom for another year or, or you know, Green Bay or teams like that to have a, an older quarterback or so. Or, or like the Giants, for instance, like they're, they're kind of figure out where what the yeah. quarterback situation is. That'd be good. But like if you need a franchise quarterback, like, who, right, like who's, who's, who's the bottom teams right now that need franchise quarterbacks at the moment and that would feel good about. All right, we'll take Bryce Young or or Stroud. Nobody's or yeah, nobody's tanking. Nobody. Nobody's tanking, tanking for any for of these guys. There's no, and that's the thing. Are, are there? I don't know if there's a a quarterback right now that's in the pipeline in the next few years. That's like okay, that guy like Trevor Lawrence. Like everyone was like okay, in we three saw him. years. Trevor so him Lawrence, and Fields both. Him and Fields both. Like we like we knew those guys. Were like we're gonna tank for those guys in three years. 
I don't know unless you guys are thinking it. I can't think of a quarter. And last year we didn't have anyone, right? I can't think there was a quarterback. Like well, the quarterback no, Pickett didn't pick it, didn't go to the middle of the draft. And he was Trees 24. He's an old. So, like, yeah. I don't see anyone uh, maybe next year might or two years. Like, but there's not that guy that you're like, okay, well, that's a bona fide. He's going to be a superstar. Like, yeah. Like I don't know that, so uh, that that's the thing. Quarterback play isn't hasn't been as good as you know in college as as we're we're accustomed to. It's more like you're taking defensive ends now. You're taking tackle. You guys have a tackle that might be top five. You know, there, there's pass rushers, there's cornerbacks, there's a, the, the like wide receivers. Like quarterback yeah. is kind of like you know we're kind of like okay, why is the quarterback position kind of regressing a little bit in college? You know, that's a great question. That that's a whole show I would like to do. Yeah, and I, and I, I think you should do that because that would be a very good, you know, very good show. And, and I, I know a lot of the reasons, and it, but it's it's it is hard to it is hard to figure out. And it's the biggest question is before we get on to what we learn is like how do you find quarterback prospects? It's so like hard. how do you decide like who's good, who's good, or who's bad? You know, when you consider the way everything's done now. So, we, well, that'll be another show. So let's get on to what do we learn. What did we learn from week 10 of college football? Here's what I learned. Um, what did I put on there? Oh, man, I lost it. I wrote it down, too. I'll let you guys go first, and I'll remember what I learned. I'll go first. Alabama is trash, and their season is over. It was with the buzzer twice. Now they trash. <laughs> yeah, they suck. Okay. Alabama season is over. They're not going to the college football playoff. They get to see what it looks like playing in a Rose Bowl that nobody gives a damn about. Shout out to Alabama. Alabama sucks. Bryce Young's face after they lost that game yesterday with Jaden Daniels making that throw was priceless. And I'll tell you why it's priceless because he knew it was a look of my season is over. And so guess what Alabama gets to do? They get to go play Tulane in a New Year's Six Bowl where Bryce Young's not going to play and any other draft-eligible player is not going to play in that game. You know why? Because their season was a failure. So what I learned is Alabama is trash. And you know what else I learned? Ohio State ain't national champions like everybody think. And I'm not going to go on a rave. All I'm saying is Ohio State is not the team that everybody wants them to be. For the simple fact, this is three weeks in a row. They struggled against a halfway decent defense. Northwestern was one and seven, and you didn't get Northwestern's defense wasn't decent. It was the yeah. the hundredth best rushing defense in the country, and and that's that's even worse. But what I'm saying is, Ohio State is not the national championship contender that everybody wants. But we're not making this about Ohio State. We're making this about Alabama being trash and they're not going to the college football playoff. You know why? Because Bryce Young couldn't come up big in a big time situation. He, he lost. He did come up big. He did. Yeah, he did in a loss. Cool. Yeah, he came up big against Hendon Hooker too in a loss. Cool. Sounds good. You played great in a moment where you lost two games. Don't care. Alabama is trash. That's Here's a funny fair. thing. No, it's not. It's one hundred percent fair. Here's what's funny. Stroud plays absolutely amazing oh. and loses a game. Guess what? Yeah, he played great, but guess what he did? He lost. Jeff will, Jeff will want him executed. Bryce Young on the field. Bro, bro, I'm so, on the 50 yard line. Bro, I'm so overseas. Like CJ Stroud hasn't won a game yet at Ohio State. 
what I learned is Alabama trash and Bryce Young let them down and they didn't win a game. That's what I learned this weekend is Alabama's trash and their playoff hopes is about as dead as my ankle. So shout out to Alabama. Oh, all right, Cruz. What is, <laughs> what, did, what did you learn this week in college football? So I, I will go. Let me first start by saying I didn't necessarily learn it, but it was more so very much 1000% confirmed that the college football playoff committee does not actually care about the rankings. They care about making money and getting viewers. And that is it. Tennessee had no business being number one. I get it. They won all their games. Good for them. Uh, You still had had the defending national champions. Cruz, who would you have put number? Where would you have put Tennessee though? Cruz, you had, you had to put what? You think Tennessee's North Ohio State? Real quick, Jeff, I just want to say this. Cruz, you had me. I was following you as far me as... Me too. I was on the... I was... I had to boat fired up headed to Cruise Island. Yeah, I was I was ready to stay the night for the next five <laughs> oh, nights. Oh, yeah. Over. I was pitching a tent. Until you told me that a fire. Tennessee did not deserve to be number one. I feel like Tennessee had to be proven that they're not the best team in the country, which they did. But going into this week... Saying and I want to keep in mind here, like, wow. I know Georgia looked way better, but Tennessee was within two touchdowns in the third quarter. Like, it, that game wasn't. Yeah, Georgia gave up. Georgia gave up. What doesn't matter though? I'm like, if, if they if they get a, if they get a big play, like, like they didn't. Georgia was clearly better, but the blowout wasn't as dynamic as it it seems. Yeah, because anyway, Georgia- go ahead, Cruz. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cruz. Yeah, my bad. So. That's our bad. So to you guys, no, you're good. You're good. So to your point, that you still have the defending national champions sitting there and have not lost the game. If you want to say, sit here and say, well, Tennessee needed to be proven that they weren't the best. Why didn't Georgia have to be proven that they weren't the best? Coming off a national championship, brought back their quarterback. No, brought back a lot of people. They lost. No, I would have been fine with Georgia being one. I, yeah, but can't stay. I would. I would have lived with it. Can't so stay Missouri. That's here's what, that. Here's what the committee was hoping for. Was hoping for an overtime game or a field goal lot, you know, on the last play of the game. So that way you can knock down Tennessee to four, maybe five. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clemson, I think we can all agree, had absolutely no business at number four. Trash. And we see why. Nobody had faith in them. Because here, here's something that I think was it last week that the Davos when he pulled DJ and benched him? Yeah, he called him Steph that. Curry while he pulled him. Yeah, he even said, "Oh, Steph Curry is is, is has off nights." Like, oh, oh, and actually, okay. Steph really do doesn't that. have off nights. Like you, you guys you are the NBA experts. Your starting quarterback, <laughs> you, you like you, the you psyche benching your starting quarterback to Steph Curry to put in a fresh. Even in an off night, gives us five threes. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Clemson had no business at four. Um, TCU absolutely disrespected, as we spoke about earlier. They do what they needed to do. Like we said earlier, everything fell into place how we expected it to and how it should have. But at the same time, like if, if you're going to do it this early, like even Jeff alluded to it, or, or he even outright said it, if you're, gonna, if you're just going to mess around with it and just try to get storylines, like just don't do it. Just wait until the last couple. Just wait until 
conference championship week and then do it then. This is clearly just for ratings and for money, which is good for them. I will say, though, they did get the LSU thing right. You know, a lot of people um, a lot of people were hating on, no, on that. Their, their top 10 teams wasn't bad. It was just the order. Right, right, right. Nice. But a lot of people were knocking like, I mean, you too, Jeff. I'm not to call you out on your own show, but you even you said the only reason they have LSU there was one, they're playing Alabama. More importantly, the game is on ESPN, getting yeah. viewers, which it, it worked out. It's okay. All I'll ask is this, and I promise, I promise I am not excusing myself because I totally agree with what I said, what, what you're saying. What the question I would ask is if that two if that two point conversion is incomplete, and that's one play, one play of one game, we're all on here saying the committee is an idiot for putting LSU at ten. I don't think so. What I'm saying is it was paper, it was it was paper thin. So LSU is as polarizing as it was last week, kind of both sides were right. I, I think if yeah. that two play was incomplete, I think we're talking about a not that they're idiots. It was still a close game. You could still argue that they they should have been. But they definitely had. Been but I, I would say we would have said they should have lost though. And like LSU loses that game if they don't complete that two point play, they have their third loss. And so all I'm saying is like my only thing about LSU, real quick, because Jeff, you and me were riding together as far as I think they're number ten because they're playing Alabama this week. Is nobody has answered me the question. Why was LSU 10 and not Utah? Utah has. I don't a, I know. I, I, can't, I don't have the answer. And they beat USC, but nobody can tell me why. Hey, why don't we put U, Utah 10 as opposed to LSU? And the common ground is LSU is playing Alabama this week yep. as opposed to Utah wasn't. And so I'm not killing LSU because those who th- thought that LSU should have been number 10. It's like, oh, well, look, they won, and that's exactly why they're number 10. My thing is the so AP poll had them right. The AP poll had them right at 15, and now you have to prove to me why you're a top 10 team while sitting at 15. They could have made it. Alabama team. Yeah, our argument was they could have made it take longer, but it it now, now it's a moot point because, yeah. you know, LSU but does you, have to win. But, but to I, agree I with Cruz, your point, the committee – the committee absolutely uh, were, were they got a tough week now. Now they got a tough week because now they got to reorder everything and, and sort all this out. And now, now they have to commit to how good they think LSU and TCU are. Like now they have some real decisions to make. Yeah. Uh, they have to, what are they going to do with Ohio State? Like I don't see how you can leave Ohio State at two after that performance. Because then if you're going to say it's a loss column, then Mo's right. Then you just have to go down through like, well, you have to be undefeated. Which yeah, if you're in the top four, like we've known this, you just have to go undefeated and you're fine. You're not going to be touched. No, but I'm saying like when they rank them, the committee when they rank them, like what what you're alluding to is like if they're going to be honest to themselves, if they leave Ohio State at number two, then what they're saying is all that matters is the loss column. So then, what do you do with LSU? Like I'm agreeing with, and also what Mo says. That's that's what we have the problem with the committee is they talk out both sides of their mouth. Like, if you're going to leave every undefeated, like, if you're going to leave Ohio State at two, then you're saying all that matters is a win. Well, then LSU has to be behind TCU. Yep. And that's not going to happen. So they got, they, they're going to have to do two, two, two completely separate things. But that's for Tuesday night. 
Chris, what'd you learn this week? Um, what I learned this week that, uh, about the forward pass (laughs) (laughs) that touchdowns do happen in games. Um, (laughs) I did learn that. Um, oh man. Oh, that game. Uh, painful um i learned two things two things that i think i'm i may be convinced that to that the 12 team is, is ideal because situations like we're having now i think it, it it might benefit and nobody wants the heisman <laughs> if, and it also feels very underwhelming like it, it doesn't feel like we have that the, oh, you know, good uh, i like this one it, it feels very it. underwhelming the heisman race and and the candidates it, it's um i and i i don't like that like one bad game takes you out, but it just feels like there's not, there's not candidates that you feel like are they're, they're Heisman guys, in my opinion. Like I know we got the quarterbacks and all that. Blake Curran from Michigan's doing good and all that. Um, but it just feels very underwhelming. Then like there's there's no clear cut you know favorite right now, um, and, and no, that just feels very disappointing right now. Um, that race. So uh, just there's it a, feels like it's gonna come. It feels like it's gonna come down to which. One of two things, which quarterback plays the best in his like rivalry game at the end of the season, whether Stroud it be, win it versus Michigan. Whether it be Stroud, whether it be um, Caleb Williams. I mean, Caleb Williams is not a Bo Nix, Bo Nix, I mean, Bo Nix. It. or whether it's going to be or they're just going to give it to Blake Corm and be like, we, we couldn't pick a quarterback. So we gave it to the best mm-hmm. running back like they do when it's. They did that with Alabama a couple times to where, like, just give the Heisman to the best running back, you know, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry situation. Like, that feels like where it's at. But that is a that is a true, true thing. Yeah. We, a couple seconds here. Who, like, NFL prospect-wise, NFL prospect-wise, your team's, pick, your team's picking number one or, or, or if they had their, their, their pick of any player, who is the – the most standout player in college football right now that that's draft eligible this year. Cause I honestly, I don't know the answer. I thought, I thought Will Anderson was going to be, and I know he's still going to be a great NFL player, but he's not as dominant as I thought yeah, it would be. I agree St- on that. Stroud for everything I've already said, isn't, you know, that actually, by the way, we'll just tag this on my, what did I learn? I forgot. I looked at my notes. It was, there's not a NFL quarterback in this draft. So that was my, what did I learn? Number one, like, Right now, even, who would you who who would you pick for your team, whether it be the New York Giants or the Washington Commanders? I mean, if if I'm the Giants right now, and we have let's say we we get we have the number one pick, you can pick anybody. Yeah, you can pick anybody. Will Anderson would be ideal because I could pair him up with you know we would have a three headed monster at, at at pass rush, and to me that's, that's the Giants. Their, you know, history says when they have that pass rush, they do good, really good things. That's true. You know, Justin Tuck, OC Strahan in 07, you know, JPP, um, OC Tuck, you know, in, in 11, and you have that with Thibodeau, uh, Ojolari, and, and you had Will Anderson. I mean, that would be. That would be absolute trim. I feel like we've we've kind of shored up the, that tackle spot. That would have been ideal, you know. But um, uh, but there's no one. I don't like taking corners that high, and there's no there's no Sauce Gardner. I don't believe, you know. Uh, I know the Porter kid, Joey Porter's kid in Penn State's pretty good. He's pretty um, good. Yeah. Uh, that Georgia has a couple guys and all that, but um, I, I would I I would if the Giants had the number one pick, I, I would probably take Will Anderson, even Still though he hasn't been as dominant dominant as. 
His and he's really bad. good. He's, he's really been good, good though. I think, I think he like leads the the country in like um and tackles for loss. And his, his his impact is huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's a there's a lot of guys out there. It's just like to your point, like the, it hasn't been like oh my god, this yeah, Stroud started off that way. Like it was going to be like oh my god, this this stats he's going to put up, but he's totally backed off. Like, I think you want the picks outside like the top ten. Like top ten, there, I don't think there's that one franchise true game changer. Yeah. But I think if you in the team, like from 15 on, that's where you get the value. I believe in this draft that that I've seen so far. I haven't really. I think this is a draft where teams want to have picks. Cruz, anybody that stands out in your mind, anybody you've seen this year that you want? You talking just overall or from a quarterback perspective? No, anybody. You can pick anybody, anybody in college football, like anybody that just jumps off the page at you. No. It's kind of a weird year. Like I, that's what I mean. That's a great is. point. That's what I'm saying with the, with this the class and all that. Like quarterbacks and just overall, it seems like the talents, like it, like that blue chip talent, hasn't been is not there right now. Um, and now we find out a lot in these next few weeks too, because we get to see the rivalry games and we get to pay more attention. Like Georgia, we didn't. A lot of us didn't really watch Georgia last year until the last two or three weeks of the season, and then we started watching this defense, and we started man, watching Kobe, We started yeah. watching Dean and all these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ex- exactly. And then we're like, oh, they really jumped off the page. But it is like right now, like, like if you're like Eichen, like for instance, High State. I want you know I watch them more thoroughly than I do anybody else. They got Eichenberg and Ransom up for big awards this year. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those guys are starting NFL players. Yeah, yeah, and they're up for major awards a uh, same way with stroud stroud's stroud may or may not be a starting quarterback depending on the team he goes to and the position he gets put in but he's not like yes he's definitely a starter in the nfl to me i know everybody else you know say i'm crazy but i know in my eyeball see so that's yeah. my point is like a lot of these guys that are like the best at their position aren't standing out so what i imagine is when the nfl draft comes around not turn us into an nfl draft show you're going to talk a lot about like I've never heard of this guy. I've never heard of this guy, which goes to my point that I say NFL scouts really don't care about college football games. Like they they may pick one or two, but they care about like they care about certain techniques and stuff that you have. But they honestly don't care about the game as much as they used to. Like yeah, you take yeah. for instance, like Blake Corum's going to be you know him and Robinson are going to be the two best running backs coming out. But then are you going to tell me a team's going to draft them in the top? five top 10 like you're nobody's going to draft a running back like that anymore so it's probably going to be an offensive lineman that we don't even know about it's probably going to be you know maybe well yeah you you guys have an offensive lineman i think yeah 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 there's a couple then some guys uh northwestern has a guy right i don't know his name i forgot his name but um um the wide receiver like um what's what's your guy's name um it's uh it's coming off the top of my head um i can't think of the name um Injig- I don't really Injigbo. know who we- Injigbo. Injigbo? I can't say. I can't oh, Injigbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's someone he has, But he Giants. hasn't played. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't yeah. played. Yeah. But for so, like, like you, the can't, Giants, you can't need a playmaker like him. Like Yeah, absolutely. But there's always going to be someone, Jeff, that but we what I mean is not even whole, thinking about. No, nobody's seen him play this year. <laughs> exactly. So there's going to be there, there's going to be guys, and we see this oh, in, yeah. in the NBA draft. We see this. We because especially once we get to the combines, because listen, the tape is one thing but what we've seen in drafts nfl nba is that when you get the tape measures and you get the you know all these drills and you get the 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 one-on-ones and all that and and seven on sevens or whatever you know that's when you're going to see like okay 
yeah, the tape looks good against, but like we you need this. You have to have measurables. I know it's not everything, but you have to have the measurable. Yeah. You have to have the speed in order to play at the next. I, it level. just it's so an odd a lot year of those where, guys. Yeah. It's an odd year where the players on the best teams right now aren't ne- don't necessarily the the star player like the 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 names the quarterbacks the running backs don't necessarily mm-hmm. translate to the NFL. It's just kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird. Like, you know, like Will State Levis is gonna. Will Levis to me is going to be the first quarterback taken. I guarantee he might be not now. because he's not because he's the most he's he's the best he has the best stats and all that. But when you get him in the lab, oh, it's and, gonna and you, he's and gonna you jump off the page. Him, they're going to fall on. They're gonna compare him. They're gonna they compare. With, with Wilson, right? They oh yep. my god, he got old. That's why I've been saying he's going to be the first quarterback. I believe he's going to be the first quarterback taken because they're going to be like, yeah. you know, they're going to, oh, he's tough. He played at Kentucky, so he's not playing with a bunch of t- talent like like you guys do at Ohio State, Australia, at Ohio State and, and Bryce at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he's tough. He got he has all the measurables. He can move. He has a big arm. He has a bigger arm than than Stroud and Young. So people are going, they're going to look at that, and that's and teams fall in love with that. It's still it, it's yep. it, it may be yeah, it absolutely may be school, it may be foolish. But that's yeah. what ha- and it happens in, in every type of draft. It happens in the NBA all the time. They fall in love with that. And, and we've seen changes in scouting in the NBA with that. But like they're gonna fall in love with Levis and he's gonna be QB one. And we're gonna see guys yeah. as we go as we get closer to the combines and all these that they're gonna we're gonna raise this Trayvon Walker too. Like Trayvon Walker didn't have the stats at Georgia. Uh, surrounded by endless, you know, potential pro bowlers in the league. What six first round picks on defense, yep. and he was the number one pick because they saw him. And they saw him and the, yeah. they measured him and they're like, oh my god, how he, can you pass up on that? How guy? can you pass? He could be freaking the next, you know, Miles Garrett. Like you can't pass. It's hard to pass up on that, and that's something we're gonna see. Like nobody wants to pass up on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick yeah, Mahomes has exactly changed, it. and Josh Allen have changed the way. Teams are scouting quarterback because nobody wants to be that guy. About damn, we we passed up on Patrick Mahomes for for uh, whoever was the who was the who was those quarterbacks that year that went ahead of him. Um, whoever went ahead, Trubisky, and- Trubisky. Like we oh passed up on, like we looked at Mitch Trubisky's you know tape and, and said that guy is better than Patrick Mahomes. And and same thing, Josh. Oh, he he played at Wyoming. He had played like they judged him off one big game he played. I forgot. I think it was against Oregon or something. And then oh, he can't play against good. Which is me is ridiculous when you do that with court with with, with players. That oh, they they play one bad game against a good team and like oh, he can't play in the next level because he's gonna. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous because it, it's just it's. I hate when people do that. It's they don't. Nobody wants to be that guy that passes up on those those potential franchise game-changing quarterbacks and that's what you're going to see will levis was we the court first quarterback because people are going to be like he's too gifted we're going to fix him up we're going to f- do all that and we're going to yeah, make him we'll fix him exactly everyone thinks they can fix the quarterback every team thinks they they're that they can fix him so oh yeah all right real quick not a not a super heavy schedule next week but um you know every every season every week counts in college football not season um what are you guys? What are you guys paying attention to next week? I'm gonna check the schedule. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Uh, one that jumps off, obviously, Texas TCU. Like that's going to be TCU's that's last good. test before the conference championship game. Texas is a good team. We've seen what they can do. They've they've taken some mysterious losses. Um, th- this mm-hmm. this is the one that everybody circled for. Like, can TCU? This is when the committee put TCU down there. They were like, let's let's see them versus Texas first. This is the week, so that's coming up. And then another one, uh, North Carolina State. 
you know, like, or not, sorry, North Carolina, um, with, with the outside chance that they have play wake forest, a decent team that probably won't, you know, be in a top 25, but still it's like, now that you have the outside chance, you know, what do you do with it? Drake may, that might be our Heisman winner. Actually, you know, that's a guy we probably should should have announced. And then, you know, everything else is like, can you avoid the upset? You know, high state, Indiana, USC, Colorado mismatches, LSU, Arkansas, Arkansas is not near as good, but how does LSU handle, you know, coming off of such a dramatic win, like things like this, you know, matter. But I would say, I would say North Carolina and uh, TCU are the two teams that I'm like, how do you handle, how do you handle your shot? um, So to speak. Yeah. TCU, Texas is going to be big for TCU. Like, um, but also big for Texas because they can ruin TCU's national championship hopes. And that's big win for the program. Texas, you know, they, they've kind of, you know, they had the almost big win versus Bama early season and, you know, kind of some ups and downs, but you know, um, they seem like they're getting, they're getting back. Well, that in Texas can't, I mean, they don't want to lose four games. Yeah. You don't, like that's a, lose. that's a big number in college football. It is to lose, a very ugly number like, too. Texas to has a lot to, a lot to play for too, as far as like, you know, going forward in the future. Yeah. So this, this, Teams are just going to have to just, you know, you know, I don't think we're going to see a lot of upsets potentially like we saw, you know, this week, not upsets, but like, you know, teams lose, yeah. you know, the way we saw last week. Um, but um, we, we might see some, you know, Ohio State, you know, ramp it up against Indiana and, and lay a nice, you know, 50. You know, I think we might see a lot of teams, you know, prove a Tennessee might try, to, try to yeah. flex their muscle a little. A lot of flexing. I think Tennessee flexes against Missouri. You guys are going to flex against Indiana. Um, Arkansas, LSU. I know Arkansas is down bad, but that's a game where if you're LSU, you, you have the high of the Bama win, you're feeling good, you might be back in the national championship picture, don't take Arkansas lightly. They still got some players, yes, they've dealt with injuries and all the inconsistency. They've had a really, really disappointing year, but don't take them lightly. Just go in there, doesn't matter how you get the W, like Jeff, doesn't matter about style points on when you get on the road in the SEC win the game because this could be one where you take it lightly and you're down seven points in Arkansas in the fourth quarter. And now it's like, uh Oh, yeah. so for our, for, for LSU sake, take care of business against Arkansas and, and get over that a little. Cause we see this a lot, right? We see that the big win the week before the fans storm the field, all that. And then they lay teams lay an egg the week after. And it's like, because if you lose, you you national. Forget about even thinking about you know. Oh, you're done. Nash, you're done. You're done. So this is essentially elimination. Well, game. And it brings LSU. Alabama back into it. If and LSU then, loses, <laughs> it brings Alabama back into it. I'm being serious. And then Alabama's back in it, and it's like we just talked about Midland being dead, and then Mo's going to be upset. We don't want Mo upset. You know, we don't want to get Mo upset. So, like, take care. this is an elimination game. This is how LSU has to take this as if this is a playoff game. Yes, every every game. Because if you lose, you're eliminated from the playoffs. So take this serious. Go in there, win the game. Doesn't matter how much. And and if they demolish them, then like I said, everything's erased. They're 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 fine. Uh, Another another one. We'll I'll talk to Cruz about this. He's out there. Um, Oregon plays Washington. I mean, Washington's not ranked, but that's a team that can like. 
when when they get it together, can put points together. They've only lost two games this year. Like they're a, they're they're a non ranked two loss team, which is kind of weird. But when they when they got things rolling, they they got a pretty good offense out there with Michael Penix. So Oregon needs to um you know mind their p's and q's also, just like you're talking about with LSU. Like you've got the chance now. You know, don't screw this up, uh, Cruz. What are you watching this week? So obviously, I'm I'm watching SC. Um, against Colorado, mainly because looking at what Colorado did against um, Oregon and UCLA are two potentially our gotcha. two you know, ex-opponents. Um, against UCLA, they put up 17 in a loss. Um, lost to Oregon 49-10. to 10. So, as I've just stated numerous times, our defense very sus. Uh, so, I want to see how our defense is able to handle Colorado. Are they gonna? Is it gonna be another forty-five to thirty-seven ball game? If it is, obviously it's not gonna be good. Um, Washington, Oregon. I am definitely looking at that game one because I do live out here. Two because that that's that has that has upset huge. all over it. I'm gonna lie. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. has outside even the two games and the two losses, he's played very well. He's, he has shown flashes. He's yeah. played very well mo- majority of the season. And looking to see what he does against this Oregon team, can he ruin their their chances? He can get in know. a Heisman race, too. Oh, if he plays big in this game, he's Oh, yeah, he's like not a, dead in it. Yeah, he's, for he's sure. He's that Lamar Jackson. Like, he can get that Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, what Louisville was a three-loss team, a three-four-loss team. So, like, you never know. Um. Then I had one more. Uh, Alabama Ole Miss, just because it's Alabama Ole Miss. Well, no, we didn't talk about Ole Miss. Like, Ole Miss is very in play in yeah, national championship race. Right one so. loss SEC team. Um, you know, they 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 need some help to win the West, but they're not, they're not, they still have a they still have a path. It's not yeah, as direct was- as LSU, but they still have a path. Yeah, they they have they definitely still have a path. But um, uh, what was the other game I was thinking about um, that I had um, that um, um, Max Dugan has a chance to 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 flex his stuff and and maybe take over that that high getting that Heisman race. Oh, TCU is going to get a lot of love this week yeah. because now now they're going to move up and we're going it's it's going to be permitted to now talk about TCU yeah. and they got the big game coming up yeah. Saturday night Saturday night you know, prime Texas. time this is yeah. and, and again to what Cruz said this is how the committee set it up which is a bunch of BS um, yeah. that they manipulated everything this way but this is what we get everybody's watching TCU Texas on Saturday night and um, you know. You, you, it's just Texas is like Notre Dame. You get a lot of credit for beating them. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're going to say you beat a twenty, you know, third ranked Texas team with four losses. But what people are really going to remember is you beat Texas. It's just like if like USC's got the same thing when they beat Notre Dame. It's 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 a big it's a bigger deal. High State beat Notre Dame. That helps, even though regardless of how good you think Notre Dame's going to be. So, uh, fellas. Um, that's it for this week's show. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Cruz, for you know, uh, you know, making it. Chris, I think you've been on once once before this year. I uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, which which is awesome. Anytime that you know I can talk ball with you, gentlemen, it's a it's an absolute pleasure. So, um, you know, everybody needs to uh, 
check these guys out on their social media. Check these guys out on their their podcast. Um, you know, Chris has you know the off the ball podcast. Cruz, what's your, the uh, Washington Commanders podcast? What's uh what's that? What's that called now? I I, I forget the details. Commanders in the chat. Commanders in the chat. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, he he follows them. So if you're a, if you're an NFL fan in general, but um, especially if you're a, a Washington Commanders fan, you want to check out you know him and uh, Couch Coach. Uh, those guys are two, honestly, two of the best in the business. Uh, they give you a fun, you know, they give you a fun take every week, some and previews and stuff like that. Uh, and again, check out Off the Ball Network for all of our guys. They show we show up everywhere all week doing different shows. Um, you know, follow me. You know, at, at Jeff Need Sports, I'm, we're also going to do you know some overreaction. You know, Monday stuff. You know, this week. Um, you know, the Buckeye Remax will be this week. Mo, who was on earlier, had to go for you know um, scheduling reasons. Um, up in flames. He also he's also doing a college football show every week called Field Stormers. A lot going on right now at the network. We appreciate everybody. Like, share, review, comments, questions. Anything that you can do, we appreciate it. This is why we do it. You help fuel the shows. It's been awesome. Chris, Cruz, it's been a pleasure. You guys are two of the best, and we will uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Take care.